Ladies and gentlemen, drivers, gig workers, and everyone in between, welcome to This Week in Rideshare Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Hoffa. It is Friday, November 17th, and this week we chat with Abdul about current topics affecting rideshare drivers. And as always, Legal Rideshare breaks it down. And of course, joining us today is Abdul from Display Ride, and as always, Legal Ride Chair's co-founder and lead attorney, Bryant Greening. Gentlemen, happy Friday. Thanks for being on the show. A pleasure, Jared. Thanks for having, a, having me. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for joining us, Abdul. Yeah, Abdul, it's been a minute. You know, we've done this a few times with you. Uh, always great info coming from you, and it's also a great angle on your side because you you're coming from... Um, a side that we partner with a lot, which is safety, uh, you know, dash cam systems. So you're seeing a lot of the same stuff we are. Uh, you're also directly impacted by you know, these current events and topics, just like gig workers. So um, before we do uh, get into it, I would love to just hear so everyone knows uh, you know, what Display Ride is and how it can help drivers. Sure. First of all, thank you so much again uh, for having me. Uh, Display Ride, we've been in business for about five years. We are focused uh, singularly on the gig economy, right? And specifically, we are focused on making it safer and uh, uh, give a better experience. Uh, so we have a couple of, we have actually a bunch of a portfolio of products which strives to do that essentially. And, you know, safety is a big issue. It continues to be a, a big issue despite the many headaches that, uh, that continue to plague the industry. Uh, so we continue to offer solutions. Uh, we our main uh, core platform or flagship product is called the uh, Rideshare Monitoring Platform, and as the name implies, uh, yeah, there, there's a picture there. So it's it's basically I hate to say it's a dash cam because we we are much more than that. But obviously there's a dash cam component. We record both inside, outside, uh, night, day, audio, video, and we upload everything to the cloud. And uh, it takes literally about two minutes to install, and all the data is stored securely in a cloud location. It has a lot of features, uh, among which there are uh, ability to, you know, if, if drivers are deactivated, we have the ability at one touch to basically get all the uh, historical information from the previous week. Uh, and also, they can uh, they can get in touch with uh, legal rights here by just uh, clicking uh, on 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 a button there inside uh, in the in the. Uh, on the portal. So, uh, yeah, we have a lot of features which are centered around Rideshare. So, we, and, you know, we've got a great response and we continue to add um, a lot of features and including actually, I might as well let you know that we have a new product, which we call the Delivery Cam. It's like the, uh, uh, you know, the Rideshare, except that, you know, it's more focused on the delivery folks. I hope you can see it. Um, so it's like a body cam and it records you know, just at a one touch, it records everything and uploads to the cloud. Very much like the ride share. But, you know, since the delivery people, you know, step off the vehicle and, uh, you know, uh, you know, especially the food delivery and folks like that, they'll have to get, uh, get off the vehicle to actually make the delivery. So there is uh, some exposure to them. And what we do is ensure that part is also pretty safe. Awesome. Yeah. And that's that is it. We'll definitely talk a little bit more about that in the end as well. Uh, as a recap, because it's very exciting. I know you just came out with, uh, just introduced it. So that's yeah. really awesome. 
Uh, and then, Brian, of course, just give you a minute here to let everyone know what Legal Rideshare is and what we do and why I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> it's a good-looking shirt. Yes, it is. Thanks. <laughs> um, so before I get into to Legal Rideshare, I want to take a, a moment to talk up Abdul here. He's really just an incredible part of the industry, and, and we're so excited to have uh, him and, and Display Ride as partners of Legal Rideshare. We have been talking about safety uh, as one of the chief components of, of our business from the very beginning. And as soon as we met Abdul and saw that he had a similar goal and products that really make a difference to keep riders, drivers, uh, you know, everybody safe, it, it's really, really a welcome partnership. Um, and I'm very excited about this uh, body cam because I think that delivery workers have been so exposed and a lot of times have just been sitting ducks for criminals. Um, I, I think this is going to make a, a big difference in their uh, security, both physically and emotionally. I, I think it, it's just a, a really important product. So thank you. Um, a little bit about me now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Legal Rideshare is um, you know, the first law firm in the United States that's entirely dedicated to Uber and Lyft accident and injury claims. So we've been around for nearly a decade now growing with the industry. And we um, we're a personal injury firm that protects drivers after they've been injured on the job. So we help get uh, medical bills paid for, lost wages recovered, pain and suffering, uh, any other damage that they sustain, they can come to us and we can help fight uh, against the insurance companies and against the at-fault parties to, to put real dollars in their pockets. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah, of course. Thank you, Abdul. Again, can't, can't do this without you. And we're going to we're going to jump right into the first topic. And it is one that all of us gentlemen, uh, I think we say the word deactivation at least 100 times a day. Abdul, I know you and I have spoken about this in length. And the first story is about deactivations. And this is from TechCrunch. Uh, Uber is taking steps to combat unfair driver deactivations. So uh, starting Monday across the U.S., Uber will roll out a technology that identifies riders or Uber Eats customers who consistently give bad ratings or feedback with the intent of getting a refund. Allegations by those customers, the company said in the post, won't be considered in the driver's ratings or deactivation decisions. The ride-hailing giant is also expanding its in-app review center to provide drivers and couriers with more information about why their account was deactivated and allowing them to request a review of the decision and share any additional information like audio or video recordings. I'm going to toss this right to you, Abdul. We have discussed this for a long time. I'm just curious to, to get your, your initial take on this. I think it's a welcome step, uh, obviously. Uh, what I'm not entirely clear about is how much information they're going to give. You know, I mean, they're still pretty... At the moment, of course, it's completely... Uh, you know, you're just blindsided. You're just told, hey, there was a complaint, that sort of thing. Uh, hopefully, they'll give some more information. Obviously, there are liability issues as well. So I'm, I suspect that they're going to be somewhat frugal with the information, but maybe at least give you a clue of what happened. Uh, but the important thing is, you know, drivers have an opportunity to contest that, right? And that's exactly what we are doing and, you know, partnering with you. I think what we are trying to do is empower the drivers, right? The drivers were totally at the mercy of these big companies. And what we are trying to do is essentially change that equation, right? So by arming them with all the data that they have, and, you know, and we everything that, that's recorded on our solutions is completely neutral, meaning to say you cannot manipulate it and so on and so forth. So you can, it, it is very credible. And, uh, and, and to be perfectly candid, 
a lot of the drivers, you know, it's not easy. You know, they may have had an issue, they're told they're deactivated or they got this complaint. It also leads to emotional, you know, pain and, you know, concerns and you don't know what's going on. It, it's just a, not a pleasant uh, thing. And having somebody like Legal Right Share on, knowing that they have somebody like that in, 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 you know, uh, to support you and so on, is I think it, it, it sort of, like I said, empowers them. And uh, hopefully, it win, you know, ultimately it's a win-win solution. That's how I see it, you know, knowing if the drivers knows what what's if they've made a mistake sometimes an inadvertent mistake they can correct it if it's not if it's a false allegation they can obviously address that uh, but basically and also at the end of the day uber and lyft also will uh, benefit from that right because you know it's silly to get drivers deplatformed and then you have to recruit another one and so on so there's a cost involved and so on and so forth yeah and that's a, and that's a good point uh, uh, brian i'm going to give you the floor here also to kind of weigh in on what you think about this this new push for making it you know a little bit more equal yeah it's great news it, it feels like for the first time uber is listening to what the drivers are saying about the unfair nature of a lot of these deactivations i'm not saying that this is a perfect solution but it's a step in the right direction uh, we love to see that Uber is listening to drivers that they're giving drivers information about why they were deactivated um, one of the biggest problems that we had was just that there was no due process. There was no opportunity to hear the allegation against you. There was no opportunity to try to correct whatever issue was alleged. They were just booting people from the platform. And one thing in this article that I, I saw was an opportunity to submit to a voluntary drug test if there's a complaint that um, there was an alcohol odor or like a marijuana odor in the vehicle. That just gives the drivers an opportunity to prove that they're innocent and keep their job. Because we can't have a situation where people put their entire livelihood um, into a company and then get booted without any opportunity to defend themselves or, you know, in a lot of situations, just false accusations to, to begin with. So um, to put a bow on it, it, you know, this is a good step because it's giving drivers some uh, freedom. It's giving drivers uh, some ammunition um, and it's just giving an opportunity for fairness. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a really good point, especially with which it's just, you know, it, it's to me, it's a no brainer that and we've heard this before from drivers that say, look, I even went to the Uber hubs and submitted drug tests in, you know, within minutes of finding out about, about the deactivation or even sometimes they've told me they thought there might be a deactivation. So they went and got the, you know, the drug test. And, you know, back then Uber just wouldn't take it. They say, sorry, decision's final and this is the deal. So. Definitely a step in the right direction, a little late, um, but, you know, this is early. So it says starting Monday. It's just started this week. So we'll see um, how this progresses. And speaking of something also new coming out from Uber, um, this came out this week from The Verge. Uber is testing a service that lets you hire drivers for tasks. Uh, Uber Task is a task rabbit-like service that's allowing users to hire drivers and carriers to complete everyday household chores and projects. Uh, the first test cities are launching pretty soon. So according to the statement, uh, Uber spokesman uh, Connor uses, uh, says that users can advertise chores like furniture assembly, snow removal, at-home laundry, packing, unpacking, holiday decorations, etc., cetera, uh, for the work. So Uber couriers and drivers can then browse the unclaimed tasks, which uh, estimated earnings displayed before reserving. Um, so this is a small pilot that they're talking about that they're just coming out with, um, but it's, that's going to be tacked on kind of like a task 
obviously a task chores <laughs> task uh, and chores into the Uber app. Abdul, I'm curious, uh, especially with what you just displayed with with the new you know the new camera that you're rolling out and security and safety. What do you feel about that as far as the safety side of this and how Uber's going to handle that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's it's kind of interesting because now you're obviously they're trying to you know get increase the earnings opportunities for drivers, right? So that's basically what they're trying to address. And it seems to me that they're creating a big exposure because, you know, literally anybody can advertise anything, right? So now you're going into unknown places. It's not like a driver, I mean, like a rider on the, on the platform who's registered. You have some information about that. Um, here you're going to new guys, I mean, and trying to do God knows what, like, you know, assembly. I don't know. It seems kind of weird because... Um, you know, I, I don't know what kind of tasks, uh, uh, you know, they're going to be promoting. However, I think from a safety standpoint, again, it, it there is an unknown factor in this, I think. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, you're spending a lot of time maybe assembling. I don't know. Well, I, there's more opportunity for, uh, you know, safety issues, I guess. Well, and what, what if, uh, you know, the guy breaks his hand? I mean, there are a lot of things that come to mind, right? Because... Um, you know, some of the, the activities that you may want to do may, may be dangerous also. So there is all these, I think, you know, aspects. And having something like a body cam, actually, now that you mentioned, may be useful because you have, you know, you have, again, you're actually recording what transpired. So, again, uh, I think because similar issues may crop up, right? Because the person may say, oh, the, drive, the person was rude, the person was, you know, he didn't do the job properly, or they may get into some sort of a contention, argument, things of that sort. So, so it's really extending the safety issue in another in a new domains, basically. So we think they still need to be protected. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, and that totally makes sense. I mean, you just brought up something that I didn't even really think about, like what if someone gets injured and breaks their their hand? Yeah. And I'm actually going to toss that to you, Brian, because that's that's your wheelhouse. Yeah, this is a really interesting from a, a safety and a liability standpoint. So when we think about ride share, there's only so many ways that people can really get hurt. There's a car accident and there could be a intentional tort, you know, a, a assault, a battery, a sexual assault. Like, you know, you, the world of of injuries is kind of defined in, in terms of what would happen inside of a car. When we're talking about going inside somebody's home, there's a million different ways that things can go wrong, whether it's getting hurt on the job, like Abdul said, you fall off a ladder maybe and break your hand. Um, if there is an assault that happens in the house, is that covered under the insurance policy? If the um, driver or the, the worker goes into the house and there's a defective stair that they fall down, can the homeowner then be responsible for that injury? I would say yes. Um, there's just, we're, by bringing people into other strangers' houses, the world of uh, legal liability just booms. And, and I'm interested to see how Uber is going to protect everyone um, from hazards, uh, from safety issues, and ultimately who's going to pay up when things do go wrong. Yeah. And it also just brings me back to, which again, I know there's, they're talking about addressing now, but okay, you get someone on this new task service and then they could just lie and say they never showed up or didn't complete it or was broken and try to get money back or a refund. You know, it seems to be the bait and switch that it really affects the workers the most because they're putting the time and energy into this and then, you know, users or customers are just burning them. 
Um, and then Uber, of course, is siding with the customer. So, yeah, it, this is uncharted territory. And uh, I just we have to see what's going to happen. I, I can't imagine it's going to be smooth sailing to begin with. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know where it's going to head from here. Um, so we're going to, so, you know, we're going to actually, speaking of which, we're going to wrap up with safety features. I think this is, uh, this is good. This is a, a good story to wrap up with. This is uh, Uber to launch new safety features in New Orleans um, after there's been some attacks on rideshare drivers. Now, um, this is from NOLA.com. Uber announced in a press release Monday that the company uh, plans to significantly expand its efforts to verify rider identities and confirm user account details uh, sometime next year. Eventually, the Uber app will show drivers whether a trip request is coming from a verified rider. The company said it's already working to intensify the verification process for riders who use anonymous payment methods, which the company said are often linked to fraud and crime. Uh, Abdul, I'm going to send this over to you. Uh, but before I do, I feel like, how is this not already a thing? How is this only happening now? I, I yeah. just, you know, <laughs> I just want your thoughts on that. No, I agree. I thought it should. It, I thought it was already in place. <laughs> yeah. To be perfectly candid, you know, I'm surprised they're not, and they're highlighting something that was absent, which is uh, quite remarkable. Um, absolutely, man. I mean, this is crazy. I think you know, uh, but I think. Uh, that's one component of it, which is obviously necessary. You need to know who is riding in your vehicle. Um, but beyond that, that does not obviously preclude the fact that, you know, there the, the could still be safety incidents, right? You could still get into argument. You can, you know, all those aspects still remain. So I think there are a lot of safety issues which continue to remain. They are addressing one component, which I think is obviously necessary and I thought had been already addressed. Uh, because, you know, they did the same thing with the drivers, right? Because drivers would switch and so on. And in fact, in New Jersey here, they have, there's a law called, uh, I think, uh, Samantha's Law or something like that, right? Where the driver is positively identified before, uh, you know. Uh, so they've done that. And it's uh, obviously an imperative that they need to do it. But it does not preclude safety incidents within the vehicle, but even with legitimate, uh, you know, passengers. So, Yeah, this, you know, when I read this article, Brian, um, you know, it reminded me of the, and I'm sure you might even bring this up, but it reminded me of some of the situations where people's names were Mickey Mouse and really general or no profile. And it's, is it too late now? Uh, you know, I, I'm just curious your thoughts on them doing it now and what, what took so long and what, what, where can we go from here? Yeah. Well, it, it's not too late because it's still happening and we need to correct the problem. Now is better than never. Um, but I will, I will say this is a problem that we've been dealing with and, and hearing about for as long as we've been around. Um, those Mickey Mouse profiles, the profile pictures that don't show anybody's face, the payment uh, methods that are not tied to any uh, you know, discoverable uh, bank or person, it, those are huge problems because when something goes wrong, there's no accountability. And the criminal on the other side of that knows it. So the passenger who's going is Mickey Mouse doesn't have their identity tied to the ride, giving them a feeling of security and freedom to do whatever they want. Um, just having that identification um, provides a level of accountability that is so important. And then when something does go wrong, at least we know who to look for. At least we're not starting from scratch and Uber's not responding to the police saying, well, it was a, you know, a Mr. Mouse, Mickey, that's who requested the ride. Where are they going to go with that? 
Let's make sure that safe drivers are paired with safe riders and everybody in the vehicle um, gets to walk out in the, the same safe, healthy condition that, that they got in. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very pleased that this step is being taken. I wish it was taken seven years ago when we started talking about it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, here we are. And, and I, you know, I will applaud them for doing it now. You know, that, that now, like, now is better than never. Yeah, that's true. It's very well said. Um, so and obviously, like you said, this is still happening. It's still an issue. It needs to be solved. Uh, I think this is a great step forward. Uh, so before we head into the weekend, gentlemen, I'll give you the floor. Uh, and I'll first start again with you, Abdul, if you just want to plug Display Ride and let people know how they can learn more about it and also get one. Yeah, absolutely. DisplayRide.com is our website. And like I said, we have a, a, a rideshare monitoring platform. And now we have something for the delivery guys as well. Um, you know, you can say click either whether you're rideshare or delivery. Uh, in, in, in both cases, what we're trying to do is ensure that the drivers especially are safe. Uh, and, you know, we have all the records and everything. And, and of course, they're very closely tied with uh, legal ride share. So you have a, a solid backing behind you in case there is some issue. Um, so, yeah, and we, we, are, we are really happy to, to keep doing this. And I think uh, the response has been tremendous. And we hope more people will, will uh, you know, join the bandwagon. Awesome. Thank you, Abdul. And, of course, Brian, uh, give you the, the, last, the last moment of the stage here. Sure. Just want to encourage everyone to have a safe weekend. Uh, should anything happen, if you get into an accident, if you get injured on the job, please do reach out to us for a free consultation. Um, we are available and we want to give you the information that you need to protect yourself and make sure that you've got the strongest claim going forward. Um, we'll give you the tools to set the foundation to make sure that your medical, guilt, medical bills get paid, your wage loss gets recovered, uh, pain, suffering, uh, all those damages. We want to put that money back in your pocket and, and then some. Um, so you can reach us at LegalRideShare.com. Um, and the last thing I'll say is please, please go visit Abdul's website and get this uh, these products in your car, on your body. Um, they're, they're imperative for a safe experience. No, abs uh, absolutely. You cannot go wrong with Display Ride. Abdul, you're, you're amazing. Thank you again for being on the show. Brian, thank you again, as always, for being on here. And as I like to say, that is the end of this week in Rideshare. See you next week.